Welcome to uh, the Cornerstone Church Podcast. Um, my name is Tom Sweetman. I'm here with Pete and Ben. We're pastors at the church here. And um, if you managed to hear last week's podcast, you'll know we're doing a new series in the Fruit of the Spirit. We did an introduction last time, so do uh, tune in and listen to that. And um, this is just one of the resources that we produce. There's lots of other things on the website that you can you can make use of. And um, today we're going to be back in Galatians 5 and we're going to be looking at the first part of the fruit of the Spirit, uh, which is, is love. Verse 22 of Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So the fruit of the Spirit is love. And we're going to follow a, well, we're going to try and follow a bit of a four four point structure for looking, <laughs> looking, at, these, uh, looking at this, aren't we? Uh, yeah, I think we, we were thinking that. We'll probably define the part of the fruit, like define love. Then we'll have a look at the opposite to that, the weeds, if you like. Then we'll have um, a look at the counterfeits, because I think that's that's very helpful, because mm. there's lots of counterfeits, particularly to, for love. And then we'll see how we can cultivate that in our own lives. So we'll probably just follow that sort of pattern on mm. each of the parts of the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, good. So definition, fruit of the Spirit is love. I mean, love, you know, where do you begin? It's huge. You could begin Bible with the song, theme. I Want to Know What Love Is. Mm, we were just yeah. singing that. Yeah. It's a bit of bonus content <laughs> for another time. I was quite confused growing up because there were two songs that I really liked yeah. that were about love. One of them was Love Is More Than a Feeling. You know that one? Yeah. How's more than a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great guitar riff, that yeah. one. Yeah. And then there was a... Do you remember the band The Darkness? Yeah. They had a song called Love Is Only a Feeling. Oh. Um, and so I was like, well, what is it? Is, is it, it only more a than a feeling or is it only a feeling? More than a feeling, yeah. Yeah. I think I would go for more than a feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Same. that's the Bible definition. Yeah. Is a lot more than a feeling. Yes. In fact, it may not involve feeling necessarily. Right. Although I think it often, you know, comes with that. Well, that's why it's more than a feeling. More than a feeling, yeah. Because sometimes it's a feeling. Who was that group? Europe or something, was it? What? Who sang that song? Oh, like, is it Rainbow or something? Oh, is it Rainbow? I think it might be oh, Rainbow. Yeah. Uh, Richie Blackmore on the guitar. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm. Saw them when they first started. Um, okay. Right. So more than a feeling, that's a good opening. <laughs> how, would we, how would we add to that? We well, I th- uh, well you, go to, you go to the Bible and see what love is. And it's, it's all uh, around God's love for us in Christ, isn't it? So uh, God demonstrated his love for us in this while we were still sinners or yet sinners. Christ died for us. Demonstration of God's love, him giving his son for us, Christ dying for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Mm. So again, there's giving. Uh, 1 John 4 is the great definition of love. Uh, where it says, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. I want to know what love is. This is love. Not that we love God, but God loved us, sent his son as an atoning sacrifice 
for sins. Mm. Wonderful stuff, mm. isn't it? Mm. it is. So love, God is love. Mm. That's the, the great thing. So at the heart of the universe or before the heart of the universe, the, the, the creator is the love. And that's what the saints of old used to, you know, they used to say that that proves the Trinity because yeah. if you're going to have love, you've got to have one who loves and then there's the one who's beloved. Yeah. So there's the lover and the beloved mm. and therefore God is uh, a triunity because he's he loves. Yeah. He's not like Allah who's been on his own. Um, you, you can't have love on your own. You can't yeah. just have self-love. Yeah. Um, it's always projected to someone else. So yeah. God the Father loves God the Son, and God the Son yeah. loves God the Spirit, and so forth. And, uh, yeah. you know, so you've got this wonderful thing in Christianity that the universe has been made by this triune God mm. who's in this unity of utter love. Yeah, and you, you see that at the baptism of Jesus, isn't it? This is my son whom I love. Mm. And also in the transfiguration, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. And then Jesus says, the reason the Father loves me is because I lay down my life. Um, so you see you see the love mm. that the Father has for the Son uh, in Scripture as you read it. Mm. And it's, sa- it's sacrificial, isn't it, as yes. well? When it comes to God's love for us, it's a, it's a giving of himself um, for our highest good. And that's what love becomes, isn't it? It's, it's laying down yourself and crucifying yourself and seeking the highest good not just of those in the church, although especially them for brothers and sisters, but also those in the world and even also our enemies. Mm. Um, so it's trying to work out how can I lay myself down and give myself for the highest good of another. Because um, if it was just a feeling, yeah. God loathes sin mm. more than we can imagine. So how could, if he looks at humanity and our sin, he loathes us. Mm. Um, but through that loathing, this that's real love. Through, yeah. And as you say, for the enemies, through that loathing, that utter loathing of sin, mm. uh, God sends his son to take sin mm. <laughs> upon him. Yeah, That's love. The mm. cross is where you see divine love, isn't mm. it? Him taking the sin of the world upon himself. Yeah. Um, is extraordinary love. Mm. The feeling was one of sickness and abandonment and horror mm. at the idea of, of sin. Mm. Yeah. And it's got, I mean, biblical love has also got covenant and promise, you know, beating at the heart of it, hasn't it? So, uh, you know, we were talking earlier in the day about some of the new divorce laws that have come in, which I think are going to enable people to get divorced within, you know, so a six or of, 10 weeks, I think it is. Yeah. Weeks, yeah. Mm. And, you know, I think. I think, you know, with Christian, with marriage generally, uh, it, you know, but also when it comes to our relationship in the church, the, you know, our, how we feel about one another doesn't define the promise. You know, it's not love that makes the promise, it's promise that makes the love, isn't mm. it? So love flows out of a covenant commitment to mm. one another. Yeah. And there may be seasons when that love feels emotionally uh, weaker or stronger, or sometimes even non existent, or sometimes burning hot. But actually, you know, that the seedbed for love is mm. is covenant, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's not the other way around. Because yeah. if it's the other way around, if the emotion defines the promise, well, as soon as I go off you, I, I ditch you. you yeah. know? But if promise is at the heart of it. Yeah. And that's why when we take the Lord's Supper, you know, we're not, it's not that we're renewing a covenant, but it's that we're remembering our covenant bonds with one another as mm-hmm. well as Christ, isn't mm-hmm. it? And that reminds us every time we take the Lord's Supper that 
we you know we've made these promises to one another uh, in Christ and that's what that's the seedbed for for love isn't it um so promise goes at the heart of it i think mm. i used to write this quote in um engagement cards after someone had just got engaged and it's a quote by a guy called Wendell Berry who's this mm. american what poet name? yeah it's a good yeah. name what a guy should be a poet with that name uh, absolutely yeah. wendell and um he he talks about fidelity and he says uh, that fidelity is like one of the most important things in a relationship, sort of faithfulness, mm. in other words. Mm. He says no relationship can continue at its highest emotional pitch for very long. Mm. Um, there's, you know, that honeymoon period does not last forever. But he's got this lovely line where he says fidelity prepares you for the return of those moments, mm. which is really nice, isn't yeah. it? So if you live in a state of faithfulness, you are creating a, an environment yeah. where those yeah. feelings can come back. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And so I put that in it. So in every engagement card I wrote, I would write that little verse because it was just thought it was quite important. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So can you love someone and not like them? Because that's something that you hear occasionally, isn't it? Which I, it always sort of grates with me a little bit. So, you know, I have to love I, I, you, but it doesn't mean I like you. Oh, yeah. No, no, I remember when I first was a Christian, I obviously annoyed this Christian girl <laughs> that I, I lived with. And, um, and she said to me very strongly you know i i um uh, very I, 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 what <laughs> very strong well she was quite yeah, a strong yeah. sort of character but i'm not saying i wasn't and i'm sure i annoyed her but um she she actually said in love i hate you <laughs> um and um yeah well you, you what's that sentence getting at i, I think I wish she was just having you, a go at me yeah. but uh yeah i, I mean I, I, yes, I think uh, I don't have to like someone um, to lay my life down. So did did Christ? I guess it's a hard question, isn't it? Did Christ like us? Well, he didn't like our actions. He doesn't like our sin, mm. and you can't really sort of separate sin and us, can you? Um, but he did love us. Mm. So I, I I think that's right. We're not. We may not like the music i might not like your, the music you like or like the decor that you like or like the holidays that you like or like the food that you like or like the tv programs that you like so there may be a lot of differences in us but i am to love you mm. and so i guess there is a difference mm. yeah and there's personalities isn't there and there, there are just some characters that are we find harder to gel with and others that we don't but as you say, love love is much bigger than that, isn't it? Because it's I'm going to lay my life down. Yeah, I'm I think that's the trouble when, when people sort of churches. I don't like this music in the church. Mm. It's often all centered on like, isn't it? Rather than love. Mm. Do I love the people in the church? Mm. You know, and I'll lay my life down and listening to this boring old music or boring modern music, whatever it is, mm. in order to love. Mm. Maybe sometimes I don't know. Mm. Yeah. You get the expression, hate the sin, love the sinner, don't mm. you? Quite a lot. Because I was thinking, I preached a sermon on there are six things the Lord hates, seven he detests. And they were basically the, the acts of the flesh, pretty much, which we see here in Galatians chapter five. Mm. Um, so there are things that God hates and despises within us, and yet he loves us. But because he loves his enemies, doesn't he? It's it's um it's not necessarily that there's anything desirable in us, mm. but the fruit of the spirit is he he almost makes us desirable, doesn't mm. he? He he cha he makes within us things that he finds attractive yeah. because they're his character. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's partly what the Song of Songs is trying to show us as well. That that's why that's why the 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 other 
way of getting this wrong would be to say, well, God loves us, you know, because he's given himself for us, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really delight in us, doesn't really like us. He's sort of a little right. bit annoyed yes. that he's had to do it. Um, but actually the Song of Songs is trying to say, no, he's promise is important, but Im- there is an emotional importance as well. You yeah. know, it's it's gushing with all the affectionate language of the mm. day, isn't mm. it, Song of Songs? And that's part of love. Um, yeah, and, and certainly you get that in Romans, don't you, that we weep with those who weep and we rejoice with those who rejoice. So there's an emotional uh, attachment to those that we are loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be an emotional attachment to some degree, isn't there? Mm. But having said that, love is me uh, serving uh, someone else and mm. giving my life up for them, and that's what that's what God defines love in one John, mm. and forgiving. You know, love covers a multitude of sins, mm. um, and uh, that that that's a very important thing. Certainly in church life, isn't it? That mm. I'm not picking on every. Well, we used to know a woman. Her, her whole sort of um, motive for life was that no to- no stone unturned. <laughs> that was her phrase. Really? I will have no stone unturned. And she was always turning stones up to find <laughs> the, the nasty little sins that we all have Gosh. to expose them and then ask us to repent of them. You can't live with a person like that. That's, that's what Satan does. Mm. He accuses. Yes. Well, I think she was quite a strong woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. Thankfully, right. she left. Yeah. You have to have a, a bl- you know a blind eye and a deaf ear sometimes, and yeah. and you forgive people. Um, don't hold their sins against them. I thought that was you know we, we had a fantastic yeah. talk, didn't we, by Mike Tyndall uh, on pride, and I think that was the thing that really struck me <laughs> that we're all so stupidly proud that. Um, that when someone says something, you know, Pete, you need to, my immediate response is to back back with pride. Yeah. Um, but if I sort of know that and you know that, we can sort of laugh at our... Laugh at the reaction within us. Yeah, and laugh at our pride and therefore yeah. not be so proud. I yeah. think it's, you know, that's quite good. And that's a loving thing, isn't it? Not for you to, un- you know, unturn the stone to say, look at you. Yeah. But for us to sort of say, aren't we stupid? Yeah. Why don't we love Christ more? Why don't yeah. we see that he loves us? Yeah. My security is in him, not in, you know, yeah. my failures and things. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. quite a different motivation for turning the stone over, isn't it? If it's to go, aha, yeah. then that's quite different to, brother, come into the fresh air. Get, yeah. get that out. Open the windows. Yeah. You know, come come out of there. Um, yeah. Great. So definition, definition. Is, is sacrificial, actually. Yeah, it's a giving of ourselves, mm. isn't it? Yeah. So this is this is how Christ, God shows His love, in that atonement. You show that love to the brothers and sisters. He says, "Yeah, give your life." Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good. Right. So that's part of what we need to cultivate, isn't it? And and w- so what's the the next thing? The opposite. The weeds. Yeah. The opposite, I think, in one sense, we don't have to do too much, too much work because it's he, he he lays it out, doesn't he? In verse twenty of Galatians five, you know, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, you know, <laughs> I mean, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, <laughs> factions, and envy. And mm. um, those, you know, think how many of those are just not expressions of what we've just been talking about. Um, discord, jealousy, jealousy. You know, it's it's seeking what you what what you've got without loving you isn't it i can't rejoice in what you've got i have to have it 
you know, for myself. Um, mm. Fits of rage, selfish ambition. Well, that's that's the whole posture is me before you there, isn't it? Well, this is where um, self-love sneaks in as a kind of justifiable love. You must love yourself before you can love others. Yeah, that's a counterfeit, I reckon. Which is a counterfeit, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because if well, you love it? yourself, you will be envious because you want to prioritise yourself. Um, you will be jealous. You will have fits of rage because people have upset you. Um, you know, I, I was once at a wedding and, and a guy <coughs> preached this sermon. He said, uh, my son taught me a very valuable lesson one Easter because we were having an Easter egg hunt and he collected lots of eggs, too many for him. Uh, and he gave some away. But when he saw he only had a few left, that's when he stopped because he realized something very important that you must keep some things for yourself. Mm. Otherwise, you're no good to anyone. Um, so he was saying that be, be uh, I mean, there's something sensible about that. But his message was, uh, you know, take care of yourself, love yourself. Don't be fully giving. That is amazing how we t- turn that, isn't it? Because yeah. that's, you know, it's basically scripture, isn't it? In this, yeah. uh, the, um, uh, sorry, I've, it's gone out of my head now. We we love uh, uh, um, love as you love yourself. Sorry, love what your neighbor as you love uh, yourself. sorry, uh, love, love your neighbor, neighbor as you yourself. love yourself. Yeah, and that means you've got to love yourself first yeah. before you can love your neighbor. Which is a total <laughs> misunderstanding of the, of the context that that because that verse is given to um, to Israel and it's talking about the alien who is not Israel. Yeah, in their sort of nation amongst them, and 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 God is saying to Israel, love your neighbor, love the alien. As if they were an Israelite. Yes. So it's not. It's not about the individual at all. No. He's saying treat foreigners as natives. Yeah. Is what the translation is. Mm. It's not love others as yourself. Love yourself. Mm. Send um, them to Rwanda, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So self love is a sneaky um, counterfeit. Mm. And, and you know, I wonder if all of these, you know, sexual orgies, sexual immorality orgies. Well, know, that's, that's a counterfeit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a counterfeit because, marriage, because, because isn't it? Because the sexual immorality is a and and uh, self lust. It's using sexual immorality is not about self giving, is it? It's no. about self serving. In a, no. in a, you know, we're blurring these categories a bit, but I think that's all right, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, you know, counterfeit yeah. Counterfeit the opposite. Well, it is. They a, all go together slightly, don't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the counterfeit today is. I love myself, I, I do, I, I find myself, mm. isn't it? Whereas true love is to find yourself uh, like Christ in mm. giving yourself mm. for other people. Now it's I find myself and then I might be able to help people. It's exactly what you're saying about mm. self-love. Yeah. It is such a counterfeit because it yeah. is not love. No. Mm. It's it's a wax plastic, you know, counter. you go to... Um, Madame Two Swords, don't you? Yeah. You go and see your favourite actor, and it's plastic. There's no life in it. No, there's no life in it. Has uh, the, the so it has of, an appearance mm, of mm. life, but it's and you have your photo taken. Yeah, but it's not a real person. No, and that's what the counterfeit is, and that's self love is such a counterfeit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think what's that horrible song? That love, love is. We've done songs, haven't we? And love you is learn a, to love yourself. Love is a four-letter word. That's Metallica. No, there's that song with you. You only learn to love yourself until you. Oh. Uh, you only learn to love until you love yourself. Mm. Oh. Anyway, it's horrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I mean it's it's just thinking through what the distinctives are, isn't it, of Christian love? Because I, you know, I suppose in one sense, if you take some of our our neighbours, for instance. I mean, they're, they're not they're not Christian, but they, 
they they do loads of kind things for us. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? There's hospitality. There's help with kids. There's you know doing stuff, neighbourly stuff, and you know in one sense it is an expression of their love for us, isn't it? You know. And but I but what's the distinctive thing about Christian love then? I guess it. Would they? Is it the end? Is it even for those? You know that God demonstrates His love for us in that while we were still enemies, Christ mm. died for us. So there's a sense in which you you move even towards those who oppose you in self-giving love. Mm. Um, I guess that's. It was quite shocking to see one of our, our neighbours. So a few months ago, there was a car alarm that was broken oh, on our man. street, and it was like 24 hours. Uh, this car totally alarm, and, and it yeah. was it was worse than just your normal car alarm. It was like a very incredible. I, oh. I couldn't believe how loud it was. Just constant high pitched beep, yeah. nonstop for 24 yeah. hours. And our neighbour, who was so lovely to us, wrote some of the most vile things on this car. <laughs> so people were leaving messages like swearing, like if you ever park here again, we yeah. will, you know, mess yeah. you up. Yeah. Like just horrible, vile yeah. threats coming out of these people yeah. who on a lovely summer's day would wave at you and smile as you, as you walked past. Mm. But it's when you're offended and when when people's interests Time are... Time of testing comes. In. Yeah, then, yeah, then you sort of see... It's also interesting, one of our other neighbours... Um, we've got a good relationship with them and we, we spend some time with them, but we once were late or we forgot to go round or something. And there was a kind of a, Oh, that's fine. You know, but if you do it two more times, then that's it. I'll stop wow. inviting you. Well, there is, the, 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 there is that sort of thing, isn't there? Yeah. And we, Kerry and I were absolutely shocked. We couldn't believe it. We mm. thought we, we live in a world that's so alien to that. That yeah. just felt so like, so, so let's take your alarm thing though, yeah. Because that that is just you know just ridiculous, and yeah. I know the council wouldn't do anything, the police wouldn't oh, do anything. Yeah. But it's, you ca you can't actually live with that, no. So you do have to stop that. Yes. So I guess can I just put a scenario to you? Yep. That that it it wouldn't be unloving to have smashed the car, right? It may that may be illegal, but yeah, let, yeah. let's forget that side of things. Yeah. It wouldn't have been unloving to smash the car and to stop that noise. Yeah. Um, but I guess uh, then the, 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 when the person came, you might pay for that. You might pay for that. Right. You may say, I'll pay for the windscreen. Or at the very um, least, you wouldn't be swearing at them yeah. and shouting at them. But you, but you do need to say, you, you, you can't yeah. do this. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Love isn't a weak, no. pathetic uh, doormat. Yes. So it's not. It wouldn't be wrong to say this. This is out of order. You you walked away from this car. You've left this, yep. and it has disturbed the whole road full of people. Yeah. But you know, if that was a neighbor's car, I don't know whether it was. Then you know, you're not going to bear a grudge with them for the rest of your life unless they yep. keep doing it. You yep. can't do much then. That's the difference, I think, because people the way people what people were writing was you were no longer welcome here. Mm. Don't mm. ever park here again, sort mm. of thing. Mm. Like cancelled in a way. Mm. Um, you you are not welcome. Mm. So there there was no forgiveness because it everyone made very it, it was very clear that everyone was very upset by it, mm. including us. Yeah, uh, we were really upset by it. But um, that what was quite alien to me was this sort of like mm. drawing a line and saying you we cast you out mm -hmm. and you can never come back, sort of mm. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and so I think it's an interesting thing there because I mean one of the other opposites I think is just to come back to that is this idea of indifference isn't it so um you know because the reality is in the church you know if 
if a marriage falls apart because of adultery, you know, what, what the, the, the partner who's been sinned against and the church community are going to feel a kind of just anger mm. at that situation and, and are going to want to walk towards it in rebuke and discipline. And, and that's part of an expression of love, isn't it? Because, you know, we feel that emotionally and because we're invested in the couple, we want to, you know, we're sort of angry about that, you know, whereas if we just didn't care, yeah, you know, if there was no interest, oh, yeah. does your wife go to adultery? Oh, okay, and, and you lovely. Know, what, what was for yeah. lunch? Okay? Yeah, you know, um, that I, I is think that's really right. unloving, isn't it? Because yeah. that's you could live or die. It doesn't make it. And that, to that's me. how yeah. we put the love of God and the wrath of God together, isn't it? Yeah. So, so uh, the love of God is not indifferent to sin. Mm. Uh, it would be like if you saw a woman being beaten up by a gang. And as you say, you just walk past and say, oh, I hope McDonald's is open because mm. I need to get a burger. Mm. You're walking past with indifference. That is the opposite to love. Good yeah. The characters are there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The opposite to love. Yeah. Whereas, whereas love might take you in quite viciously, mm. you know, with a baton to kick the lads away in order to save the woman. Mm. And that is love. So love and anger go together there. And so God's wrath, God's anger against sin is is right and proper mm. and within his love, isn't he? Mm. I think that, that, that just just that we, it's it's right to say that God is love, but it is not right to say that God is wrath. He does have wrath. Yeah. He is wrathful, but his nature is mm. love mm. and wrath comes from love. Mm. Yeah. In yeah. fact, it's described as his strange work in scripture. Wrath, yeah. Wrath. Yeah. It's not his normal uh, standard. It's something he's forced to do to deal with sin. But when there is no sin, he's not wrathful. Yeah. Whereas when there is no sin, he is loving. Yeah. And even in sin, he's loving. Mm. So yeah, wrath is this sort of alien, strange work that he yeah. has to do in order to be um, have integrity as as his character. I know we've so bought into the opposite of that as a culture, haven't we? Is you know this idea that love love must not in order to love someone, you must not challenge or question, you know, yeah. most of what they do or say, you yes. know, um, because the loving thing is to leave people to themselves, to define themselves, to be themselves. And any kind of challenging or questioning is seen as a hateful act, yeah. isn't it? Because the best way you love someone is by leaving them to discover themselves, isn't mm. it? Um, love is love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, how do we cultivate thing. it then? So well, uh, and spirit, uh, and cultivate the yeah the, the love of the Bible yeah well, it's the fruit of the spirit it's yeah. a fruit of the spirit and I think as we said in our introduction it, it's uh, unfortunately like all of these it's going to come through the um, wonderful but sometimes painful work of committing to community isn't it um, because that's where it will grow it, it can't grow if you're not in community you you, c you can't love in in a monastery you mean yeah. if in the sense if you're in a one of those monasteries where not you're just in, in silence way, no. And, mm. no, yeah. um, no you can't and and you know unfortunately <laughs> you know this is why it's um this is why repentance is an ongoing part of the christian life isn't it because you you the holy spirit in his kindness shows up in our lives where we're working with the opposite our, our, of the la our lack of love not yeah. the real thing mm. and that's part of his kindness to us isn't it to show us yeah you know there's there's still some room for growth there because <laughs> that's a counterfeit you're into there tom or that's the that was the opposite wasn't it you know <laughs> but you don't see that unless you're 
It's the pebbles on the beach, to, isn't it? Yeah. You don't realise that you're a sharp bit of pebble. Mm. You think you're all right when you're on your own. Mm. You come up against someone else and they hit you mm. and it hurts. Mm. But the only way to be a smooth pebble is to be hit mm. multiple mm. times. For millions of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Purgatory. Sounds like Purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, but, but that is true, isn't it? Mm. My selfishness is never revealed until I'm meeting up with people. Then, then I yep. see how selfish I am, and I'm not loving, and therefore, please, and and, and you know, it's here, isn't it? You need to be crucified with Christ uh, 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 to have the nature of of, of Christ in us, and we mm. need to be, yeah. So yeah. I guess you know, you're absolutely, community, church is the place. Is. Yeah, you can't really have this without church, can you? But it's the it's the best place to to practice in because you'll be forgiven and you'll be loved and you'll be so it's not like people on my street where you know three strikes and you're out no. if that was the case the church would be very very small and full mm. of pharisees um uh stones unturned but um yeah you can you can i mean we, we've said that this happens in a in a battle doesn't it yeah uh, so if you're in a monastery you're not really battling because you're not having to forgive people because you're not speaking to people but if, if you come to church if you get stuck in if you you know, take on a ministry and people let you down. That's an opportunity to grow in these um, in, in in these areas and let the the spirit grow this fruit in you. And it's the fruit of Christ's character, isn't it? And in one sense, the best way to cultivate all of these is to look to Jesus in the gospel over and over again. Because you know, there's a kind of if I just have to sit and focus on Tom, you've got to love better. You've got to do this, more of this, less of this. You know, uh, you know the, the best way is just to look away from myself to Christ, isn't it? And, you know, the f- we find well, that, that the more the... we gaze at him, the better yeah. we'll be, at, at, mm. you know. Um, well, it, it's, um, uh, well, you know, what's his name who gazes? It's the narcissus, isn't it? You know, he, he gazes at his own reflection mm. and it kills him. And uh, I think a lot of what's going on in our culture is is the promotion of narcissism, mm. which is gazing at ourselves. Mm. So we wake up in the morning, think of ourselves. We wake up in the morning, how do I feel? Mm. Uh, I don't want to do this. I want a duvet day. I don't want to go out. I don't do, you know. And this is producing uh, narcissistic people that uh, would die mm. and they don't have a happy life. Mm. I mean, in the story, in the Greek story, Echo... The reason she's echoing is she's in a cave crying because uh, she loves uh, uh, um, Narcissus and and he won't pay her any attention. He's looking at his own reflection and therefore doesn't actually know love. Mm. Um, So, you know, that's killing people. Mm. Self-love kills people. Mm. Uh, Giving yourself to someone else, it brings brings that. I mean, this is, is, is everywhere, isn't it? You know, so many have an abortion because they... They want to love themselves to have their career mm. and they'll have a baby later on in life. And what, what are we talking about here? That's extraordinary, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, we want to get rid of disabled people uh, in the womb because it's going to cost us too much to, mm. to love them. But we all know uh, people that have had Down syndrome children or disabled children and it's cost them their life, but they're, they're more loving, aren't they? Uh, as as you as you give yourself to people, mm. and that's the spirit is doing that, isn't he? He's mm. he's showing us that Christ came on the cross and gave himself for 
for people that were his enemies and mm. and what what love that is and that is what's producing a fruit and it's fresh and it's mm. alive and it's a mm. fruit but fruit is painful to grow yeah. isn't it and it's yep. i mean i was thinking i was actually just thinking this morning of where um where paul says to timothy like that the spirit you received is not one of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind and and i was thinking that yeah it's interesting that that you know, because he's going to be a young pastor in a church. He's got all these different people that he's got to disciple, and if he's working, or if his like, what was it mode of operation or whatever is based on fear, mm. then that means I'm I'm not going to say anything to that person because I'm afraid of them. I'm going to be really nice to that person because they've got the money. Right. Um. I, I won't say anything to them because I want them to like me more than telling them the truth. If you operate on a spirit of fear. That's how you are all the time. You're just afraid all the time. But love, the spirit of love is the opposite of that. It's of a sound mind and of power. And it's a, it's all of these things. It enables you not to fear people. That's mm. the thing. Your mode of operation becomes not fear, mm. but love, um, which will say tough stuff when it has to, which won't idolize money, which will be gentle and, you know... Um, but that's, I mean, that's so, that's such a spiritual way of that's living. Fantastic, it's such isn't a it? spiritual way yeah. of living that yeah. you only God can really mm. free you to live like that, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so worth fighting for. Um, okay, that's love. Next time we'll be looking at, um, <laughs> yeah, that's wrapped up. Little, yeah. <laughs> 33 um, minutes. So love. But that uh, it's interesting you, you, we put it like that. I know, I know yeah. you would. But I mean, it is a constant. It isn't. It, is. it isn't that today on Monday I've learnt love, no. uh, and tomorrow we're going to learn joy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work like that, does it? it it's the con- It's like forgiveness. You know, someone's hurt you. They've hurt you. It hurts. And there's the constant, am I going to give way to the hurt and want resentment or am I going to keep forgiving, mm. keep loving them? Am I? And that's a battle. That's the battle, isn't it? Mm. Between that and self-love and, uh, you know, impurity and debauchery and idolatry and witchcraft and all that stuff. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, there's so, lots of other, go on. No, no, there's no. lots of other things on our website that you can uh, look at, sermons. I mean, you did preach through these, didn't you? I, I don't know. don't know when. Don't know when, don't know where, don't know why, but um, you can find those on the website or other podcasts and I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to give us some feedback, let us know and uh, do tune in next time.